What do you know? Look who's back. No, not Alvin, me. Well, Alvin, too. We're all here. The entire crew is here. Let's crack in. Welcome to the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. A good Thursday edition for you. Listen, a good Thursday edition, but a different Thursday edition. And I'm going to tell you why and lay it out for you. Let me start first with your telephone number. Now, you've got a beef segment. You're probably wondering about that. Many of you know that we beef on Thursdays. The only thing about that is you know that in season, it's on Thursday, but a lot of times it moves within the program. So you want to get your head right quickly. The beef segment is at the top of hour number two. I cut right to that. I jump right to that. That means start dialing right now. It generally takes the better part of an hour to set that segment up because it involves you getting in here, us going through your beefs, setting them up in a line, start dialing. Beef segment, top of hour number two. You can beef about anything you want. one 636 8686 You can beef also on the X. It's a good place to beef. At Jim Rome. You can email me a beef. Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitate.com. So that's something. What's also interesting, I'm not going to wait on the big head. I want to get him in early because this is the rare Thursday night matchup which rocks. One of those games. Tough game to bet. Great game to watch. Tough game to bet. But because it's such a great matchup, I want to get him in early. Big head, 940. Romy, you rock. Don't I? So 940, big head bets. 10 o'clock, and again, Pacific Standard Time. 10 o'clock, what's your beef? 11 o'clock, Vincent Goodwill, an NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. Want to get his thoughts on Draymond Green getting dinged five games. Also, some really interesting things going on in the association right now. So those are the three main things outside of what we normally do that we're doing today. Big head bets, what's your beef? Vince Goodwill, and more. 1-800-636-8686. So where are we going to start? Why don't we start with the NFL? Yeah, I know, shock of all shocks. Why don't we start with the NFL? Here is a surprisingly tough question. Which AFC East quarterback has it worse right now? Now, we know who has it the best. That's actually the easy question. It's that dude running with the cheetah and the waddler and the wheelbarrow from Mike McDee's Cocojones? Cocojones. In Miami. We all know two is good. Two is fine. Two is more than fine. Two is awesome. The other three dudes, not so awesome. Below not awesome. Josh Allen and the Bills. Below dominating headlines right now, and they should be, but for all the wrong reasons. After that debacle on Monday Night Football, you know, the one that led to the bleep canning of Ken Dorsey, or I should say the scapegoating of coordinator Ken Dorsey. Ken got run even though Ken did not fumble on the first play of the game or let a ball go through his hands and get intercepted on the second drive or fumble a handoff exchange or throw a bounce pass to himself in the open field on a wide-ass open 42-yard run. (laughs) The hell was that anyway? Dorsey, also not responsible for the 12th man on the field for that missed field goal attempt that should have won the game for Buffalo, a game that they shouldn't have won but could have. See, none of that was on Dorsey. But the Bills needed to get themselves a fall guy. And Dorsey, 
was that fall guy. On some level, I get it. You got I do. to have a fall guy in the crew. <laughs> McDermott obviously heard that. He knew that. You've got to get a fall guy in the crew. Dorsey was that guy. But again, on some level, I do understand. The mafia has had their issues with Dorsey long before that game. I'm sure that also applies to Sean McDermott. And I get that the offense has not been the same since Brian Dable left. I'm not disputing that either. I understand that. But you also cannot dispute that it was not really Dorsey's performance on Monday night that got Dorsey fired on Tuesday morning. Here's another thing that you really cannot dispute. Running that dude under the bus is not going to instantly fix this offense. That's the issue, right? What we have here is some classic ass covering. But what we don't have here is a fix for what ails that offense or Josh Allen. In fact, it's not immediately clear to me what running Dorsey under that bus is going to do for the offense or Josh Allen in the short term. And judging by his answer yesterday, it's also not immediately clear to Josh Allen what it's going to do for him in the short term. How much of a difference do you feel like a move like this can make? Um, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, dude is stumped. Really stumped him with that one. That one being, Um, you know, a pretty relevant question. But the reality is nobody in the building knows or we wouldn't be here. Nobody in the building knows or they would have fixed it by now. They just knew that something needed to change or that Sean McDermott really did need a fall guy or a way to deflect the attention away from the fact that this team just collapsed again in an impossible way, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory yet again. Josh did have more to say, though, about Dorsey getting broken off, mainly how heartbroken and devastated he was over the whole thing. I love Dorsey. Uh, as a human being, he just he's one of the good ones. He's been in this room with me for a very long time. I feel like I owe him a lot of the success that I've had in my career, and he's been a huge part of that. So it's sad to see him go. Um, and the fact is, you know, we, we play better as a team. We probably don't have to make a move like that. That's devastating. Heartbreaking. Actually, dude, the fact is, if you played better as a quarterback, they probably don't have to make a move like that. I love Dorsey. Moreover, stud, Ken is not going to be the last coach that you help get run out of town if you keep playing like this. Keep this up, and the head coach is a goner also. And my man, you better get your act together quickly because you have to deal with your arch nemesis this week, the J-E-T-S. And it better not be the same bleep, different day, yet again. (sighs) Same shit. Same place, different day. Now, the good news is, at least he does not have to deal with the winds in the swamp and MetLife. But if Buffalo loses at home to the Jets and they fall below 500 on Sunday, I don't know if there's going to be a Buffalo come Monday. The Mafia is liable to burn that place to the ground. And if the Bills lose to the Jets on Sunday... And they fall behind the Jets in the AFC East. The nightmare only gets more nightmarish 
from there because check out the three games after that. Philly, KC, Dallas. Josh, my dude, you got to get it together, man, fast. Um, I mean, I'm warning you. It's going to be a lot tougher than figuring out that Javier's is better than South and Knicks. And you failed at that, too. <sighs> I'm not putting it all on him, but I'm not absolving him either. I mean, he is the guy. And he's turning it over a lot and trying to do too much. And he's hurting them. But if you're the face of the franchise and you're that guy, of course, it's going to start with you. He's in a bad spot. He's in a bad spot, but Mac Jones, segue, Mac Jones is in a much worse spot. Because if you believe the reports, and I do believe the reports, Mac has completely lost the locker room in New England. Apparently, virtually the entire team hates this dude on both sides of the ball. But at least he doesn't have the entire city of New York after him like the Coog Hunter. It feels like nobody in the world wants to watch Zach Wilson try to play quarterback ever again. It's tough to say who really has it the worst, right? But it's not tough to say that Tua has it the best. I mean, those three are dealing with hell this week. Meanwhile, here's Tua out here being asked about the MVP chase and instead opting to talk about the Super Bowl chase instead. Is, is winning league MVP at all consideration for you? Is that at all? Sorry, say that again. Winning league MVP, is that a goal for you? Is that a consideration at all for you? Is that something that enters your mind? Brother, I I just want to help our team win the Super Bowl. I think that that would be, that would be the greatest deal. Brother. Now, you know what the greatest deal would be, actually? You know what the greatest deal is? Tua making that guy repeat the question about him winning the MVP. Kind of like, hey, can you repeat that? And can you say it much more slowly? And can you say it louder? And can you enunciate? You know, that part about me being the best player in the league. Sorry, say that again. I love Tua. Like, he didn't hear the question. I love Tua asking to hear that one again. There are two reasons why you make somebody repeat themselves. There's the Oge reason which is when you really do not want to answer the question, which you actually did hear clearly, but are desperately trying to deflect and buy yourself more time to answer it, can if you at all. Me? Yes, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah, uh, remember when you played for the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, did you kill Bill Walsh? That I was what? Yeah. Now, dude, don't act like you didn't hear him, because the guy set it up perfectly. The guy said, can, can you hear me, Juice? Yes. Rem, remember when you played for the 49ers? Yes. Did you kill Bill Walsh? Did I what? You heard him. So there's that. That's I'm one reason why you make somebody repeat you. a question. Um, I... The other reason to have somebody repeat the question is the tour reason. You have the Oge reason and you have the tour reason where you just want to hear how awesome you are again. He's like, can you say that again? Which three letters? What did you say? The M, the V, and the what? Sorry, say that again. Oh, the MVP. Oh, right. The Most Valuable Player Award. Is that what you mean? I'm still confused. Can you ask that one more time? Maybe rephrase the question. Like, times are so amazing for Tua right now. 
Times are so terrible for everybody else right now. So you tell me, clones, who's got it the worst? Who's got it worse than us? Michigan man. Michigan man. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, and you know me, I hate to make it about me. Me being the introvert that I am and, you know, being known for my humility. I don't want to make it about me, but it kind of reminds me when the Hollywood foreign press and paparazzi ambushed me at the Radio Hall of Fame. Jim, Jim, getting to the Radio Hall of Fame. Was that a goal for you? And I heard them very clearly, but I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a little trouble hearing in this ear. Can you say that again? Sorry, the, say that again. the radio was there. A fly on the wall? What? 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 No, Jim, Jim. The, the Radio Hall of Fame. Was that a goal? Was that a goal? What's it feel like? A goal? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So if I put all the words in your question together, what you're asking me is, is getting into the Radio Hall of Fame, was that a goal? For who? For Ryan Seacrest, for John Tesh, for Dr. Ruth, for that weather guy. Oh, me, you mean. Oh, no way. Wow, Jim Rome in the Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. Let that breathe. Let me breathe. Wow. No, 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 nothing like that. Hey, can you repeat that question? No, I'm just looking to put on a good show every day. Noon to 3 Eastern, 9 noon Pacific. Thank you very much. No. What was the question? That's kind of funny. Tua, can you repeat that question? Sorry, say that again? Say that again? Oh, you're asking me if I'm the best player in the league. Nah, nah, I'm not about that. Never mind that y'all were trying to run me out of the league about five minutes ago. Nah, nah, I'm just about the team. And winning the Super Bowl. How about that? Oh, so are you about being the best player in the league on the best team in the league? I just want to help our team win the Super Bowl. Yeah, you tell me who's got it worse than the AFC East because I already know who has it best. 1-800-636-8686. All right, so in addition to that, Mac, unfortunately for Mac, gets his own take. I referenced it in that take, but there... The walls are closing quickly. Not that we didn't know this already, but one thing to lose your job, another to find out this. So I'll hit that. I've got thoughts on Detroit. I already know how you're living. But what I want to ask you is, have you purchased your adult diaper yet? Dan Campbell says you should. And for the right reasons. Something else I want to get into. My man, you know who I'm a big fan of? Who's a big jungle coach? Big Ed Cooley. And it may seem like I'm coming out of left field with this one, but I'm not. I've got a reason. It's an amazing sound of Ed Cooley talking to young reporters and giving them a life lesson. I loved it. Not one of those coaches Bullying the media, but an old school, strong coach giving some young reporters a good professional and life lesson. Great sound. I love it. And I'll get to that a little bit later on.
All right, so again, the format's different. You're already behind if you're not calling with a beef. Call with a beef. Do it right now. one 636 8686 Where else can you get a platform this big to complain? Normally, this is a zero-compliant zone. I don't want that. I don't want that negativity, except on Thursdays. Then bring it. Bring it. Complain about anything you want. Beef about anything you want. But start doing it right this second. You have your phone number. You can beef also on the X. You can beef via email. Big Head Bets coming up at 940. We're going to jump that in early. Speaking of the beef, here's a question. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so incredible? It starts with the fact that it's a family business. A family business which stands by quality and produces what I believe to be the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. I know a lot of you seem to think that beef jerky is beef jerky. It's all the same. Nothing could be further from the truth. When you choose Old Trapper, you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. They set it up that way. They want you to know exactly what you're buying. Once you crack that wrapping open, every bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because of the ingredients they use. Just the best. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices, to that real wood-fired smoke, you can taste the difference. It's amazing in every single bite. Plus, Old Trapper comes in four mouth-watering flavors. Such a good product. Such a good product. Grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So the big head, James Kelly and I break down tonight's matchup. Great matchup. Great matchup, but a really hard game to bet. Easy game to watch. And you can't say that about every Thursday night. Easy game to watch, hard game to bet. Hashtag no easy games. I just made that up. Pretty smart, right? Hashtag no easy games. At least not to bet. I think a lot of you in Buffalo are going to blame or are blaming Josh Allen's girlfriend. I think that's pretty convenient. Pretty easy. I'm not going there. That's not my take. Anyway, let me finish the thought, though. We're talking about who's got it best and who's got it the worst in that division when it comes to quarterbacking. Clearly, Tua has it the best. Mac Jones right now, I would say, well, I don't know. Coog Hunter does not have it very well either. But Mac, the update with Mac is not good. We've already talked about how brutal a week it's been for Josh Allen. But he's not the only one, right? At least he doesn't have to deal with swirling reports about how much the entire locker room hates him. The Boston Herald reported that, quote, at least 80% of the Patriots locker room is out on Mac Jones, end of quote. And that the, quote, vast majority of players are done with him, end of quote. Now I'm done. Not good. Now they're done. Wonder why that is. Is it the hideous, crippling interceptions down on the goal line? The horrible body language 
and weird pouty attitude? Or maybe it was one of the 30 times that Hoodman signaled to the world that he has no confidence in this dude and benched his ass in the middle of a game. Maybe not 30 times, but so many times that I lost count. Bench the salt. Put it this way. He has benched that dude enough times to make it pretty freaking clear that he's got no faith in him at all. Or maybe it was that one time when Bill O'Brien absolutely eviscerated and vaporized him on the bench with the entire world to see. Maybe it was that one time. Anyway, we knew that he lost the head coach a long time ago, but losing the dudes with him in the trenches is a different deal too. That stings. Mac has got to be so relieved right now that the Pats are on a bye week. However, the next time he's got to face that entire team, it's going to be awkward as hell. Awkward. You could argue, come on, Rome, what? He had to read that in the Herald to know? He didn't know they were already out on him? Well, yes, I'm sure. But now the whole world knows. And no, the entire world didn't know that. Much of the world may have speculated that based on watching that guy and that team. But now it's official, right? Never fun to deal with a report like that, but somehow it feels even worse when one of the people corroborating that report is Gronk. And not just because he's a Patriots icon and fully credible, but because we're talking about the dude is a dude who brings the happiest, most carefree, party boy, frat boy vibes ever. Only good vibes (laughs) with Gronk. Only good vibes with Gronk, unless he's talking about Mac's situation in New England. And then it's not good vibes. Here's Gronk with Kay Adams yesterday just dropping a scud right on Mac's head. He's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once. You tried it twice. It's not working. Now he's doing it again. He won't name a starting quarterback. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately, even right now, should just go ask for his release. If you're talking to me about what he should do, ask for his release. And then if it's granted, he should go sign with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the whole thing is so amazing. First of all, Check the tone on this guy. It's like he's out of character. Totally out of character. When have you ever heard Gronk serious about anything? Anything. Yo soy fiesta. The Yo soy fiesta could not have been more serious. Like he went straight NFL analyst right there. And not only straight NFL analyst, but bringing the heat. I mean, you get a pile on with a Gronk spike off of Mac's head too. He is so disrespected in New England that he should just quit and run to the Browns? Pretty freaking bleak. Who has ever given anybody that advice before? You should just quit and run to the Browns. That might be the first time that advice has ever been given to anybody in the history of advice. That's how bad things are. That's how toxic things are in New England right now. Toxic enough that Gronk left his party vibe altogether and just went in. And his recommendation to Mac is quit and escape. Go to a better place. Get the hell out of here because nobody respects you here. Run. Run to the city of factories. 
It's on factories. I mean, like I always say, you know the advice. We all know that when the going gets tough, the tough quit. When life gives you lemons, you quit. When the entire locker room and your legendary head coach all hate you, you quit. And you run to Cleveland. Cleveland? That recommendation says so much about how utterly ruined Mac's New England career is at this point. But what does it say for Mac that I'm not sure that the Browns would have any interest or entertain this for even more than one minute? If the guy can't beat out Bailey Zappi, how is he going to beat out anybody Cleveland has right now? Any of their backups? I'm not sure who'd want that dude, even if he did secure a release from the hood man's grip. And again, the incredible thing is we're talking about a dude who was 10 and 7 and a pro bowler as a legitimately promising rookie. That was not that long ago. That was a season and a half ago. And it's already laid out this week. Hoodman is just as responsible for ruining this dude as anybody else. I would argue he's the most responsible. Although Matt the Ticonderoga and Joe the leader of men should get some bleeping credit too for credit. ruining Mac. But it was Belichick that put those two guys in position to ruin Mac. And the funniest part of all this is that Gronk's advice applies to the Hoodman himself. Because it kind of seems like 80% of that locker room is out on the hood, too. It kind of seems like, quote, the vast majority of players are done, end of quote, with the hood as well. It kind of seems like the owner is done with the hood as well. And we already know that Fran Levy is done with the dude. In fact, she hates the dude. No mystery there. So maybe it should really be the hood man who takes Gronk's advice and just quits, and runs to Cleveland, and begs for a job coaching a team that he didn't build. Because the team that he did build is, for lack of a better word, or to use James Kelly's favorite word, the team that the hood did build is ass. And the real reason the situation with Mac Jones has become such a toxic disaster is because of that team that was built around him and the coaches that are put with him. I'm not saying that Mac has handled it well. He hasn't. I'm not saying this dude's played well. He hasn't. I'm not saying he hasn't given that locker room reason to hate him and be out on him. He has. But let's not act like this dude's acting in a vacuum. All right? He was 10-7 and seven as a rookie. And just like with Mack and the Browns, I'm not sure Cleveland would be all that excited to even take the hood man back. And think about that for a second. That's even factoring in the Browns fans' irrational hatred for Kevin Stef- Stefanski. They were looking to run this guy out of town five minutes ago. And then Deshaun Watson goes down and says, like, oh, wait a minute, we were going to win the Super Bowl. Which one is it? Did Stefanski ruin your team? Or were you going to win the Super Bowl? Because I heard the same two arguments in the same week. Anyway, what could possibly paint a better picture of how far the hood has fallen than having to actually wonder if the Browns would have any interest in even taking him back? Again, if Mac Jones isn't better than Bailey Zappi, he's not better than P.J. Walker. And if Hood's not better than Kevin Stefanski, what the hell kind of bizarro world are we all living in? 
as I always say, when it goes, it goes fast. It goes fast. One minute he's the GOAT. The next minute everybody wants to know, hey, should we even let this guy finish this week? One minute Mac Jones is a pro bowler in the future. The next minute is everybody hates him in the locker room. And these things happen fast, really fast. And then if it's granted, he's so who's got it worse than us? Michigan man. Michigan man still does. Mac, Hood, Josh, Coog Hunter. Who's got it worse than all them? Michigan man. Who you got tonight? Who do you like tonight? Really fascinating matchup. Both teams coming off home losses. Both teams having to have it. A good, good Thursday night matchup. That's a rarity. Ravens, Bengals. ATS, minus three and a half. Who are you taking? The big head, James Kelly and I are going to break that down next. Also, now you're really on the clock. The beef segment, top of the hour. Call right now with your beef. 1-800-636-8686. Hit the X with a beef at Jim Rome. Email me your beef. Rome at haveatake.com. You can beef about anything you want except these two things. Anything relating to the bathroom and anything relating to the JN because the JN does not exist. All right. And by the way, Chouts, half fam, who do you blame? Who is this on? From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. All right, once again, once again, the beef segments at the top of the hour, so you want to get in right now. 1-800-636-8686. If you've not done that before, that's a blast. You'll like that. You can beef about anything you want except the JN. That's off limits. And bathroom smack. That's off limits. Otherwise, do what you do. Do what you want. Thursday night means it's another edition of Big Head Bets with our very own James Kelly. Head, how's your week going, dude? What's good? What's good? You know, same bleep, different day. All's good, though, Jim. All's good. What's good, head? What's good? What's good, fat boy? What's good? Great. What's what's good, big head? What's good? <laughs> big head. Big head. What's good? Nothing. Krispy Kreme, big head. What's good? Incredible sound right there. The best. Hey, right. D, what's good, baby? JJ. B- BH, what's good, baby? <laughs> what's good? Krispy Kreme, fat boy. Mm. Should we just do this all segment? BH, what's good? Close with love. Krispy Kreme. All right, so tell you what, as much as I'd like to do that the entire segment, (laughs) as much as I'd like to, here's something. I don't know. He eats a lot. Hey, big head, why is Boogie so fat? How do you answer that question? I'm not going to answer that question. (laughs) Boogie is one of those guys that I'm afraid of in 
perpetuity. I'm not going to mess with yeah, him. That's not the one guy you'd ask. All right. So I'll tell you what. Not that I didn't already know this, but the NFL, if anything, this NFL season head has reaffirmed something that I already knew. There are no easy games. Right. There are no easy games. Now, there are amazing games. Mm-hmm. There are crappy games. Mm-hmm. But there are no easy games, and tonight's matchup is another example of that. Absolutely love Ravens v. Bengals on Hell a Thursday yes. as a spectator. Mm-hmm. However, I don't love that game as a better. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I don't love that game as a better, and probably if this game were being played on Sunday, I would not touch it. I right. would not hit this. It's that tough a game to pick, ATS. So, that said, is the number still three and a hook? And if so, how are you playing it? Yes, it is. And I'm taking the three and a half points and riding with the assassin Jack Savage's Bengals here. They have their hands full. We know this. The Ravens have scored 30 or more points in the last four games, and they have an offense that runs the ball better than anyone in football. That's not good for a Cincy run D that ranks 30th in yards per game rushing and 31st in yards per rush attempt. The Ravens also ran for 178 yards against these guys week two. And Sunday, they were horrible again against Houston, who can't run the football at all. But I still have faith in that Cincy uh, run, uh, they could do better against the run game here. They got dudes. I mean, there's damn near 700 pounds of beef, Jim, in the middle of that defense with Reeder and Hill. It's like trying to move around on a uh, set of a Jardians commercial or something like that. Just a lot of what beef. What did I just say about there. the beef segment? Why would that not apply to you? Why would that not apply to you? I just said we're not doing that on the beef segment, but it's okay for you to do. Moving around that gal? Meet up? Move over? Dude, stop. Okay. Stop. Anyways. You're Idiot. not moving those guys. Idiot. That's my Dude, point. Don't you know that's, that's why I'm point. saying we can't do this? That will get you fired, me fired, and everybody else. And by the way, it's just inappropriate. So okay. if I make a point of saying we're not talking JN during the beef segment, why does that not apply to you? It is a good jingle, though. Do you like the jingle? Head. Okay. Pull your giant okay. head out of your puckered ass and do what you need to do okay. and listen to me. Let's talk about the uh, guys behind those big fellas. Uh, they have to worry about the big play since he has allowed 46 pass plays of 20 yards plus this season. On the other side of the ball, it would I'm help. I'm not lying, dude. I'm pissed. I'm not, I'm not even messing with you, man. This is not false indignation, man. Don't do that. I don't know, don't do that. It's a 700 pounds of beef. We have to talk about right, it. Right, you can make that point that without do doing that. what you did. Oh, okay. Make the point, man. I think the audience could relate to that. No? You know, if we gave the audience everything they wanted, you would be in the audience, dummy. You are despicable. Come okay. on, head. Let's talk You're about a the moron. I, I won't bring them up anymore. But You're Baltimore does have a lot of beef on that run, D, too. But I won't use it. Finish the okay. pick. Finish the pick. It's going to be Jovi, that pass D, a pass D that ranks first in the NFL and allowing 4.7 yards <laughs> per pass and has the most sacks. Also, below not good, the Bengals-Bengals line got worked against the Texans. They gave up 21 pressures and 39 pass plays, but Joe Bleeping Burrow, man, he's the key. He handles pressure about as well as anyone in football, and while they won't have T. Higgins tonight, it looks like the Ravens will be without Marlon Humphrey. That is huge. Expect Joe to go at the DBs early and often, i.e. get the ball to Jamar Chase. ATS, advantage Cincy here. Lamar is 12-22 and 22 as a home favorite in his career. That's his worst role. And Joe Cool, in his uh, his best role, is an away dog. He is 12-4 and four in that role. Let's embrace our 
Teddy Karras and say bleep you, be more Cincinnati plus three and a half. All right, so you love you guys. You're not giving up on them. I think tough, tough game, per usual. Instead of doing all the work, I probably should have just saved myself the time and flipped a coin because after doing all the work, when you factor in the spread and the hook, I feel like I can make an equally strong argument for either team. That is not the first time I've said that. It will not be the last time, but I feel really strongly about it this time. Fact is, I like both these teams a lot, but I also don't fully trust either one of these teams. And I don't say that just because they both lost at home last week. I say that because I don't fully trust either one of these teams. The Ravens still have an issue finishing games. The Bengals suddenly are really leaking defensively. Hate to say that. Hate mm-hmm. to say that about my dude, Lou Anarumo. But mm-hmm. what I saw from them last week, defensively, was pretty alarming. And I'd say something else even more alarming than that. I don't think you mentioned this. I had to look at the number twice to make sure that I wasn't seeing things. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have not won a primetime road game since December of 2012. They've That's lost right. 14 straight. Mm-hmm. Regular season and playoff games included on the road in primetime. And factor in, they're playing another one on a short week against a good team and a division rival Mm -hmm. coming off a loss at their own place as well. Mm -hmm. That's not making me feel any better about the Natty. Neither is the fact that, as you point out, they'll be without T. Higgins. I think they've got some additional injury issues on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. It's not like they put a ton of pressure on opposing quarterbacks as is, right? The Ravens, on the other hand, do get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Protecting Joey B is another concern I have. If it sounds like I am leaning Ravens, it's because I am leaning Ravens. Damn. I hate the hook, dude. I hate <laughs> the hook. I try to talk myself out of it because, you know, I'm kind of partial to the natty. Uh-huh. Especially with that hook. But I couldn't do it. Ravens, minus three and the hook at home. I thought the hook would have got you, but it, it didn't. It usually does, dude. Yep. It usually mm-hmm. does, and it probably will tonight. Lately, when I go against you, it does not go well for me, but I'm going to go against you. Lately, when you go against the English language, you get your ass kicked. Lately. In fact, always. all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Is there? Now, here's the hedge. You've mm-hmm. been doing really well with your prop bets. Do you have anything? Yeah, after Josh Allen kicked me right in the stick and not throwing that late TD to Dalton Kincaid to get the over receiving yards here, let's go back to the tight end prop world and go Mark Andrews over 58.5 receiving yards. Can I jump in there? The Bengals also do not do well defending against tight ends. That's the point right Right. there. We agree on something. That's right. I'm sorry, what's the number? Um, 58.5 yards receiving. Like it. And only two defenses have done worse against tight ends. That would be... Brandon Staley and Vance Josephs. Your guys. Perfectly, Your dudes. Right? I had to mention them. You love both those guys. I love both those guys. They're doing and excellent And they can't defend against t- tight ends. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so is that your only prop? That's it for now. Yep. I love it. All right, it's going to take you about one second. Run it back. What do you got tonight? Cincy plus three and a half. Mark Andrews over 58 and a half yards receiving. I like it. I like half of it. All right, head. Uh, average to below average job. I apologize for the... Uh... For absolutely nothing, dude. You're not sorry. You're not sorry at all. In fact, you've never been happier about yourself. You're going to rush right to your phone and read the clones telling you how awesome that was. You're not sorry. Fair. Stop Accurate. lying, man. Get out. Get out. Right. Get, 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 get. Big head. Big head. Hit the crap. Get. All right, so 
we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I tried to talk myself into Cincinnati and the value. I love the value. You can tell me I can get Joe Burrow in points. I'm usually doing that all day long. Except I saw some things that concern me. And again, I love the game. Can't wait for the game. But just because I love a game doesn't mean it's a good betting game. And again, transparency. We don't bet every single game on Sunday. Generally on Friday, we pick five games. So we pick five games. And again, full transparency. We'll talk five games on the air. I'll always spend my money on those five games. And then off the air, I'll play another three or four games, depending on the week. I don't play every single game. There's some games that I just don't like as a better, as a gambler. This is a game that I love, but if it were on Sunday, I wouldn't play it. It's that hard. But because it's on Thursday, we have no option. We have to play it. So he's going to go Bengals plus three and a half. I'll go Ravens minus three and a half. How about you, clones? Look, the game itself is awesome. I can't wait for the game. Cannot wait for the game. But the bet makes me nervous. 1-800-636-8686. All right, get up in here. Let's do this and let's beef hard. Let's beef hard today. I want this thing to be great. I want it to be great on the phones. I want the written beefs to be great. Beef. Bring 700 pounds of beef, but leave the Jardians Nation out of it. This guy, man. I must have said it five times. Don't do that. And what did he do? That. Typical head. Oh, oh, you mean that applies to me too? I can't do whatever the hell I want around here? That, that dude's got the I do whatever I want around here itis virus. And for him, there's no cure. All right, let's beef. Hit me up. You have your phone number. Hit me up on the X. Hit me up on email. We'll beef next.